Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the LightningInsider.com podcast. I am Eric Erlinson from LightningInsider.com coming to you with the championship edition of the podcast, the Game 5 recap and really the playoff recap for another championship for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, incredible incredible to witness that what we saw tonight it for anybody who was in the building uh it, it was an electric atmosphere uh pardon the pun it was you know after what had gone on with this team last year and winning that championship in a bubble nobody in the stands you know there were a few family members that were able to make it into Edmonton, not many, but there were some. And then you fast forward to 10 months later and see what went on in this game and the atmosphere inside the building and for the fans who weren't able to share the journey with the team last year to see the cup awarded on Amelie Arena Ice for the second time in franchise history. It was really just a wonderful, wonderful moment to watch play out for the 18,100 plus that were in the building. Uh, I'm sure for those of you watching at home or listening to Dave Mishkin on the radio, uh, it had to have come through. The atmosphere, the joy, the celebration had to come through your speakers because I've covered a lot of this team, obviously, for 20 years. Witnessed them now win two cups on home ice, covered three championship teams. And the atmosphere tonight was the best. It was the best. And, you know, in 04. Obviously, it meant a lot, and there were 22,000 inside the building that night. You know, and the first one always means something to a franchise, you know, especially one that's only been around since 1992. I know that seems like it was a long time ago, but it's really not. In fact, I think I saw a stat that the only franchise that has won more Stanley Cups since the Lightning came into the league are the Detroit Red Wings. You know, the Lightning have now won three. I think Pittsburgh's won three in that time. Chicago, obviously, has won three in that time. LA's won a couple. But the only team since the Lightning came into the league in 1992 
to win more cups in franchise history than Tampa Bay are the Detroit Red Wings. And to see them do it again here on home ice, <coughs> just, uh, I, I don't know, I, I'm kind of at a loss of words to kind of soak it in. I, I, you know, I had a couple of clips on my Twitter feed, if anybody wants to go check those out from about the 30-second mark down to the end of the game, uh, the Stanley Cup presentation, watching the players go around the ice. And, you know, one of the coolest moments from tonight for me was after everybody got their chance to lift the cup and take their lap around the ice and then of course the coaching staff and watching Jeff Vinnick and everybody else in the uh, hockey operations department get an opportunity to raise the cup over their head Steven Stamkos picked it up called the entire team over to him and, and basically did a curtain call you know, they didn't leave the ice. But they picked it up again and made sure because nobody left. The only people who left the building were the ones who were there with Canadians' jerseys on. Everybody else was still in the building. So they picked up the cup again and they took another lap. And Steven Stamkos picked it up. Victor Hedman picked, uh, was, was handed... Um, handed the cup by Steven Stamkos. Alex Kalorn had it for a little bit. So basically just one more opportunity to skate around the ice and share it with the fans. Those are special, special moments. And the team was robbed of that last year. And don't think for a minute that that wasn't part of their motivation for this season. Of course, there's legacy. You know, this team is now going to be talked about in circles as a potential dynasty if you will I don't know you know what exactly you could say that it is or isn't Uh, that's debatable but they they use that as motivation they they use the opportunity to share it with the fans as motivation look the boat parade was great last year the event at Raymond James Stadium was great last year. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same for the players. You know, because, look, they play for each other, but they perform for the fans. And the fans are always part of the journey, and that wasn't last year. So for the 18,000, I hope you cherish that moment. Because the players did, and they talked about it a lot after the game about how much it meant for them to be there in the building on home ice in front of their own fans look they didn't sabotage game four I I saw that theory kind of thrown out there especially with the four minute power play they didn't sabotage Jane Castor did not jinx the team in any way shape or form but sometimes things are just meant to be And I feel that the way that this series was going to end was meant to be. And it was meant to be done in front of the the fans here in Tampa. Because, you know, I was asked this question on a radio station the other day. I I forget where it was. You know, with the run of success that we've had here with the Tampa sports teams, 
you know, fans have been kicked. Go back to the Tampa Bay Yuccaneers days. You know, starting in the in the early '70s when they didn't win a game for the first two years, and they make the 1979 NFC Championship game out of nowhere. But then it was just lost decade. You know, there was basically a lost decade of Tampa Bay Rays baseball from their inaugural season until they made the World Series in 2008. You know, the Lightning certainly had their lean years as well. From, you know, 92 to really 2010. Yeah, there's a championship in there. That's not discounting that, but there were a lot of lean years in there. You know, they had the first overall pick in 98. You know, they kind of won it through a, a trade. They had the number one overall pick in 2008. They had the number two overall pick in 2009. It takes lean years to have those type of picks. You know, from from 92 until 2011, the first year under Jeff Vinnick's ownership, they'd only made the playoffs in 96 they were out in the first round, finishing as the 8th seed in 06 and getting knocked out by Ottawa, finishing as the 7th seed in 2007, getting knocked out by the Devils. You know, so there were glimpses and there were, but for the most part, fans of Tampa Bay sports, you've been kicked. You've been kicked around. So I hope you understand and and don't get greedy. Greedy's not the wrong word, is not the right word. Don't get cocky. But this run of success since October, when the Lightning won the cup, actually September, pardon me, September 28th, and then the magical run the Rays went through to make the World Series ultimately losing to the Dodgers and then the, the the Rowdies as well making it to the championship game that unfortunately was called off because of COVID but they were Eastern Conference champions in the USL then to watch the Bucks become the only team in NFL history to win a Super Bowl on their home turf and now here as we talk the Lightning with back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. It's quite the run, and it's great to see. Been a sports writer in this market since 1997, 1996. And it's it's so it's so fun to see as uh, somebody who's been recording a lot of this through my career. It's great to see. As far as the Lightning goes... I mean, I don't know what you can say about this team. I don't know if you're ever going to see a team like we've seen from them in the last two years in the cup in, in the cap era again. The amount of depth that they have, the amount of high-end elite talent that they have. This is why you are going to start hearing the term dynasty thrown around this team. And it was brought up in one of the questions post-game. You know, this is a team 
when they made the cup final in 2015 and lost to Chicago, they were the next they were the next team. They were the next team. Young nucleus. Tyler Johnson, Andre Pilat, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov. They had Ben Bishop at the time. They were the next team to kind of take that step. And then all of a sudden, they became the team that wasn't going to be able to get it done. They were going to be, and I've written this many times, they were a team whose successes were only measured by their failures. And now we sit here and talk about a team that's won back-to-back championships in the NHL. But the last two years in particular, to surround that high-end elite skill with players such as Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, Barclay Goodrow, Pat Maroon, bring in David Savard, it's almost impossible to do in the cap era because eventually players get paid. And when players win championships, they tend to get paid more. And that's why another part of of this team's story this year was the fact that they pretty much knew that the roster as we know it is not going to be together next year. And we'll get into that a little bit later because the offseason comes really quick. Heck, next season comes even quicker since we're here on July 7th knowing that training camp is going to open in about two months. Usually you get three months. This is two months. But the roster will be different. So I think you have to give so much credit to Julian Brisebois, who probably doesn't get enough of it. I mean, let's face it, he wasn't even named a finalist this year for GM of the year, despite doing cap gymnastics like no other team really has. To be able to put this type of talent together and then surround it with other talented players, but different talented players. You know, guys who are willing to block shots, as Barclay Goodrow did in the third period tonight. Stepping into a Shea Weber shot. Shea Weber shot. It, it, it wasn't, you know, a soft shot. <laughs> that was Shea Weber leaning into one coming off the bench with speed. So you surround the high-end elite talent with players like that and you get this team, and it's hard to do. It's hard to be able to fit all of that under a salary cap, especially now in a flat cap world. I mean, the Lightning, well, every team was caught off guard, but, but the Lightning were, they were a team probably affected by the cap more than any other team in the league going into this season. Because they had to re-sign Mikhail Sergachev. They had to re-sign Anthony Sorelli. They had to re-sign Eric Chernak. They had three big key restricted free agents who needed new contracts. So that's why with the Nikita Kucherov injury, this is such a big story. 
because they were able to keep this group together and keep those guys get those guys under contract to keep this team together. And it worked. It worked. All right, your Con Smythe winner. I I was a voter. I did have a vote. The votes will be made public potentially by the time you you've listened to this that'll already be out there. But I'm going to tell you what my votes were. And I'm also going to tell you, I had a very, very difficult time with my votes. We vote for one, two, and three. And I don't think you could have went wrong with whoever ends up winning it in this case. I, I think it was a two, two-man two race between goaltender Andre Vasilevsky and Nikita Kucherov. Vasilevsky with another series clinching shutout. He was already, already the only goaltender in NHL history with three series clinching shutouts in the same playoff season. Now, of course, he's the only one to do it four times. And obviously, that's a record that will never be broken. It can only be tied. Ends up with five shutouts total in the playoffs. He had a 9.35 save percentage and a 1.99 goals against average coming into tonight, coming into game five, and pitches another shutout. And then you have Nikita Kucherov, who finishes as the playoff scoring leader with 32 points. It's the second year in a row he's led the league in playoff scoring. Second year in a row he's done that, reaching the 30-point mark. And it was hard to ignore his accomplishment. You think of some of the big moments that he provided in this playoff run. And I'm not just talking about the Zoom call after the game. Only two other players in NHL history have had back-to-back 30-point playoff seasons. Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux, and now Nikita Kucherov is the other one. So both of those guys, to me, were worthy, worthy candidates. And I don't think you could have gone wrong with either of them. But at the end of the day, I gave my first place vote to Andre Vasilevsky. Because it was just hard to ignore. Harder to ignore. His series clinching shutouts. And in particular, game seven against the Islanders, one nothing. And then in the clinching game against Montreal, another one nothing game. Those are high pressure. I mean high pressure games. And he was on his game. And it was even noticeable. Afterwards, like you could tell the drain that Andre Vasilevsky went through. You could tell how tired it was. He played every minute. This is also a guy who played every minute of the postseason last year in the bubble, including the 200 and whatever minutes of overtime that they ended up playing. 
So he's played in some high, high pressure situations. And in this playoffs in particular, you think about it. one nothing tonight. one nothing game seven against the Islanders. 2 nothing against Carolina. And then it was a 4 nothing against the, the Panthers in the first round. I mean, that's brilliance. When you're talking about a player who is the only one to have accomplished something like that, to me, that ended up being the difference in my vote. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So, uh, so Vasilevsky got my first place vote. Nikita Kucherov did get my second place vote. And I wrestled, too. I wrestled with my third-place vote. Because you've got Braden Point, who finished leading the, the, the all-players in the playoffs with 14 goals. It's his second consecutive year of leading the postseason in goal scored. You think of the streak he had, nine straight games with a goal. Only one player had a longer streak in a playoff season, Reggie Leach with the Flyers in 76. So again, putting up into pretty elite company and some big goals that Braden Point scored. But I eventually gave my third place vote to Ryan McDonough. I, I thought, in, in thinking back and looking at what he was able to do in the postseason. He's he's one of those guys, I mean, what he, he, I think he finished with eight assists, maybe nine assists, I apologize. I don't, I don't have the stats directly in front of me. But you think of the moments that he was involved in this playoffs. I mean, go back to game one. Florida Panthers, it's his pass to spring Braden Point for the game-winning goal on a breakaway with a minute 14. You know, he doesn't end up with an assist on Yanni Gord's game-winning goal in Game 7 against the Islanders, but it's his play that set it up. Even tonight, in Game 5, he has the secondary assist on on Ross Colton's game-winning goal. He just delivered the points. He led all playoffs performers in plus-minus. You think of his work on the penalty kill. You think of the number of blocked shots that he had. I just felt Ryan McDonough deserved consideration for the Conn Smythe. He wasn't going to win it. But I, I just felt he deserved it, and he earned it. So I, 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 again, I wrestled with this decision, and I, and I just went with McDonough as my third place vote. So Andre Vasilevsky, very, very worthy Conn Smythe winner. He's the first goaltender since Jonathan Quick in 2012 to win the Conn Smythe. He's the third Conn Smythe winner in Lightning franchise history. Brad Richards. Of course, won it in 2004 with his seven game-winning goals. Victor Hedman won it last year with his 10 goals and everything else that he did for this team last year. And then Vasilevsky tonight again. Five shutouts in the playoffs. 
a goals against somewhere around 1.9, a save percentage hovering around 940. And it was funny, for many reasons, to listen to Nikita Kucherov after the game. And, I, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you heard some of his comments. But he was really pumping up Vasilevsky, sitting there shirtless in a Zoom meeting with the media talking up Vasilevsky, even saying the fact that Vasilevsky did not win the Vezina Trophy. He called it number one bullshit. He used that phrase a couple times. But he said that he kept telling Andre Vasilevsky, you're the MVP. You're the MVP. You're the best in the game. You're the MVP. And... Like Andre Vasilevsky, he's an extremely humble, humble man. I haven't had a chance to talk to him one on one for a couple of years, but in in the times that I have, he's just a humble, humble guy. Even tonight, this is not this is not an individual award. This is a team award, right? Like just saying that. Okay, fine. I won the award. I don't know that I deserved it. This is a team award. Somebody has to win it, though, and I think his performance in these playoffs is going to go down as one of the best we've ever seen. And it's so weird, too, because... And I'm sure some of you saw earlier in the postseason when another writer put out Carey Price's stats for the run that Montreal was on and said, we're seeing one of the greatest goaltending runs in NHL playoff history. And I simply responded back with Andre Vasilevsky's numbers. And they were better. They were better. And I don't know. I mean, look, Carey Price, if Montreal won this series, he was probably going to be the unanimous Conn Smythe winner for the Canadians. I said if they won it. But when you look when we, when we look back at what Vasilevsky's been able to do. Now look that that tweet that was sent out was before you know Vasilevsky shut out the Islanders in game 7. But even then the overall numbers were better and that didn't that didn't even include the advanced stat of goals saved above expectations or goals saved above average. Where, just like I wrote after game two with a final, Vasilevsky's goals saved above average were in the 12 range and prices were in the four range. So even then, Vasilevsky's numbers were three times better than Carey Price's. That's what I'm saying. We're going to look back on this run at some point and go, wow, he was really good. He was better than that, he was exceptional. Because he was. And again, he was he was overshadowed by the guy at the other end because the guy at the other end in this series has been great for more than a decade. He's a generational goaltender. He's won an MVP award. He's been the goaltender for Team Canada, leading them to a gold medal in 2014. 
he's he's gonna go. He's an, he's a Hall of Famer, and he's gonna go down as one of the best goaltenders ever. So of course, really, just about any goaltender is going to be overshadowed by Carey Price's presence. But when we look back at the final numbers and the job that Andre Vasilevsky put together, we're going to marvel at it. If we if we haven't already, he was that good in these playoffs. Because there were times, just like in Game 2 of the Cup Final against Montreal, where the Lightning aren't going to have their best game, he, he can keep the game close and he can give you a chance to win. And he's going to come up with more, as Bobby the Chief Taylor likes to say, he's going to come up with more wow saves than bad goals he's going to let in. He's that good. So to me, a very worthy candidate, a very worthy winner, rather, of the Conn Smythe. And again, the first goaltender since Jonathan Quick in 2012 to win the award. And he got my first place vote. So what have we learned about this team? Well, I'm, I'm writing some of this on my, my site, again, lightninginsider.com. And I, I like, well, I'll start with this one. Because if, if you've been following me for a while, if you follow what I've, some of the things I've written, some of the things I've talked about, you know, I like, I like small storylines that, that are big parts of something, right? Small parts that add up to big parts. And I like the symmetry tonight on the game-winning goal scored by Ross Colton. Man, we're not even really talking about that, right? He's like, he scores the only goal in a cup-clinching game, and he's not getting hardly any attention. I digress. But he ends up scoring the goal, and the player who had the primary assist on it was David Savard. And those are two players, the only two players to suit up for a game this year in the playoffs for Tampa Bay who were not in the bubble last year. Who did not get their name on the cup last year. And here they hook up for the only goal of the game. The series clinching game, the cup clinching goal. Savar gets the primary assist putting the puck right onto the stick of Ross Colton who gained position on Joel Edmondson in front of the net and is able to basically just tap the puck into the open, vacated side of the net. I love that. I love that symmetry, if you will. That little storyline of a much bigger picture. I just love it. I love that kind of stuff. And it comes, it's, I mean, you want to talk about a place erupting. Like, the fans were just waiting. They were anticipating something like that happening. Like, they were just ready to explode. And when he scored late in the second period, the place went bonkers. I'm not even sure I could hear Paul Porter announce the goal. 
Because at that point, you could sense it. You could smell it. You could taste it. You knew the cup was in the building. And it, it led to it. But so again, just that little part of it. And also something I will expand on, depending on when you're listening to this, on my website too. Before tonight, the last team to win a Stanley Cup on home ice was the Chicago Blackhawks. They did it in 2015, and their opponent was the Tampa Bay Lightning. And there were several members of this team tonight that won on home ice that were on the ice back then. Steven Stamkos, Alex Kalorn, Victor Hedman, Andre Vasilevsky, Tyler Johnson, Andre Pilat, John Cooper. You know, there's a pretty good group of those players of this core that has been together for this long. And they bring it full circle because we know the cap is coming. And that's, again, that's a, that's a storyline for another day coming soon. But this group, this group of core players, there's a good chance they're not going to be back together next year. So just, again, bringing that full circle, completing that, that arc, if you will, and winning it on home ice... I love that thought. I love that symmetry of everything. So again, I, I've got some more expanded thoughts, including on who John Cooper was the most happy for when I asked him that question in the post game and what he meant. So soak this in, folks. Enjoy it. Revel in it. Your team has won back-to-back Stanley Cup titles. Just the second team in the Cup era. Just the ninth franchise all-time to do it. Penguins in 16-17. Before that, you got to go all the way back to 97 and 98 when the Red Wings did it. Before that, it was the Penguins again in 91-92. You have the... Dynasty team of the Oilers in the mid to late 80s. Before that, you had the Dynasty Islanders in the early to mid 80s. It doesn't happen very often. That's why we're talking about a legacy of a team now in the Lightning. And again, we'll, we'll, we can discuss the, um, the future of this team somewhere down the road because... Again, you've only got a couple of weeks before you've got the expansion draft, the draft, and free agency, which is going to come up later in July. But for this group to kind of close the door on this core, it's special. It's very, very special, and I hope you understand what you've witnessed. And I'm not saying it's over. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination. It's does this doesn't mean it's over, but with this group of players, this core, it probably is. Look, you you're still going to have Point and Kucherov and Hedman, Vasilevsky. You still have elite elite players, and it's going to be Julian Breezebois' job to find a way to work around all that. 
try and fill in the rest of the team as he's done here the last couple years. But I hope, I hope you understand what you've witnessed with back-to-back championships. Doesn't happen very often. All right, I, I know a lot of people are wondering about a book. Of course, I have Lightning Strikes from the 2020 championship team, the commemorative edition. Uh, unfortunately, the publisher, because of how close these two championships were, they opted not to publish a commemorative book this time around. So unfortunately, there will not be a Lightning Strikes Twice book. But you can still get my work at lightninginsider.com, of course. Also, for anybody who um, signed up for a yearly subscription during this postseason, don't forget I will be entering in, you into a drawing. I will take care of that in the coming days. I, I will I will tell you, though, uh, I'm, I'm going off the reservation for a little bit. Uh, time to spend a little bit of time with family. Uh, the... I believe, and I don't know when the news is going to come out officially, but I do believe that on Monday will be the parade. I would expect it to be a boat parade along with a celebration. So look for that news coming out probably on Monday. Well, the news will probably come out before that, but look for the parade to be on Monday. I I won't be around for it. Uh, Again, we, we had summer plans and we had a very small window to squeeze it into so I'll be off the reservation so to speak for uh, a little bit here um, still be around um, everything like that um, but I, I, I won't be involved in the uh, the parade stuff so um, alright I, I can't thank everybody enough who has followed along with me here on the podcast for anybody who's followed along on my website on twitter uh, over the last little while um, it's been a lot of fun i can't tell you how much i enjoy this i have such a passion for it um, i don't know again what the future holds for me uh, moving forward after this year uh, some things have to be kind of worked worked on on my end uh, we'll see where things go um, but I'll be back. I'll be back with more podcasts as we get closer to the draft and everything like that because there is off-season stuff to uh, to have to deal with. So, um, again, thank everybody for following along. Don't forget the partnership with Smack Apparel. If you haven't looked at their inventory, uh, the back-to-boat, the back-to-boat shirt means something now. It means a lot now because uh, you're going to want to get yourself those back-to-boat uh, shirts from Smack Apparel ahead of the parade. So if you do, you go to smackapparel.com, use that code BOLTS21, that's B O L T S 21, you get 21% off any order from our friends at smackapparel.com. So check them out. Again, they're a, they're a local Tampa company. Uh, they will take care of you. They've taken care of, of me, so help take care of them. Uh, again, the code is BOLTS21. And uh, smackapparel.com is the website. So uh, please check that out. All right. Uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening along. Don't forget my website is lightninginsider.com. Until the next podcast, thanks for listening. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.